0: Well, good morning to you. A very warm welcome to you at Brighton Road this morning. A very happy new year to all of you. Delighted to see you here this morning. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to those of you who are joining us online. There is no BRBK upstairs this morning, so we're having a service which all ages can participate, a kind of more creative, interactive, reflective type of service. Jackie's very kindly running a creche over there. If you want to go across and join them at some point, you're very welcome to do so. Um, But our call to worship is on the screen. Can I invite you to say together the words in yellow when we get to them? These are words from Psalm 103. With all my heart, I praise the Lord. And with all that I am, I praise his holy name. With all my heart, I praise the Lord. I will never forget how kind he has been. The Lord forgives our sins. Heals us when we're sick and protects us from death. His kindness and love are a crown on our heads. Each day that we live, he provides for our needs and gives us the strength of a young eagle. So let's stand and sing together, Lord for the years, your love has kept and guided. please be seated and let's pray. Lord our God, you are outside of time. You are part of our past, part of our present, and part of our future. As we begin this new year, we remember what's happened in the past, and we look forward to all that will be, and we celebrate your presence with us now as our great Redeemer and Saviour. Thank you, that you journey into this new year with us, with all its potential, you are God with us still, Emmanuel, and we worship and thank you for that, Amen. On the screen there's a picture of a calendar turning over a new leaf, it's a phrase that was coined in the 1500s. Always strikes us as strange, because we think of leaves as things that grow on trees, but leaf was an old-fashioned word for page in those days. The idea is that once you turn a page over, what is on the previous page is covered up. You can't read it anymore. It's an idea of a fresh start. On, on your chairs, there is a folded over piece of paper. Um, and can I invite you just on one... You can do this in your mind if you like, but just to write down. There are pencils in the slots in front of you on the, on the chairs. Things you want to celebrate from 2022. Stuff you want to thank God for. You might do this individually, you might do this as a family, as a friendship group. Just for a couple of moments, if you're doing this at home, grab a piece of paper, fold it over, write on one side, stuff I am grateful for back in 2022. Just two or three things you want to say, yes, that was good. I really want to celebrate that. Yeah, there are pencils and bits of paper in the balcony as well. Then without unfolding the paper, can I invite you to turn it over and on the reverse side, write stuff you just want to forget about, stuff you want to leave behind, stuff you regret, stuff you're sorry for, stuff you are just relieved 2022 is out the way and this is an opportunity for a fresh start, so stuff you just want to leave behind in 2022, don't want to carry forward with you into 2023, write that on the reverse side of the paper without unfolding it. New Year is traditionally a time for change. It's a time for off with the old, on with the new. I brought one of my wife's Christmas presents with me this one, which is a new pair of socks. I'm going to change my old ones because you might see they've got a hole in Much as I like them, these were present from her as well. Uh, and these are thicker socks and warmer. She complains I have cold feet. So she's looking after me, giving me new socks. If only we could change things about ourselves as easily as we can change our clothes. That would be a good thing, would it not? We find ourselves set in our ways. We find ourselves stuck with our own identities. A new year doesn't mean that we are new people. We are still the same. But it is in God's power to change us. We are told in Scripture to take off the old man and put on the new. The old person can be put to death with Jesus on the cross, and the new person can be made alive with Christ through his resurrection. God can change us from the inside, rather like we change our socks. So as we start the new year, it's good to ask him to take from us all the stuff we don't like about ourselves in the past, and to make us new on the inside, renew us in his his image as good people, better people, people who are more like Jesus Christ and less like our old selves, full of holes and worn out and not so good. There is um, on the screen a prayer. Let's just take a moment to uh, acknowledge what we've not done so well and uh, Ask God to deal with that and take it away from us. So, the words in bold we say together Lord Jesus Christ, there are times when we haven't done as we ought. A time to embrace, to reach out, but we chose not to. A time to weep with others, but we chose not to. A time to laugh with others, but we chose not to. A time to plant, but we chose not to. A time to build up, but we chose not to. A time to remain silent, but we chose not to. A time to speak up, but we chose not to. Lord, we're sorry. Help us to recognise the times we need to be present and the times we need to act, the times we need to speak. Give us the courage not to walk away. Thank you, Lord, that with you, it is always time to forgive. So forgive us. (coughs) Take out of our lives the things that we regret, the things that we want to leave behind. We give them to you. We leave them with you. Close the book on them, we pray. Make us new. Make us whole. Write the script for our lives for this coming year. We ask in Jesus' name. On the end of each row there is a little glue stick. Can I invite, if you wish to, this is optional entirely, fold the paper over, reverse fold it so what was on the outside is now on the inside, and glue it shut. Just glue it shut, just as a way of saying that this, the past, 2022 is gone. It is gone and it's not to be revisited, it's not to be reopened. We've given it to God. Leave it with him. Leave it with him. Pass the stick on the row, glue it shut, or just say to yourself, I'm not going to open this bit of paper again. I'm going to leave it closed as it is. On what was the inside of the paper, you will see there is a notice about next week's weekend of prayer. We're inviting you to start the year and celebrate Epiphany by having next weekend as a weekend of the prayer based around prophecies from Isaiah. And there will be guided sessions of prayer here at Brighton Road on Friday night at 8 o'clock, Saturday at 9 o'clock and 4.30 and 5.30 and 8.30. Uh, we'll be reflecting together on those prophecies of Isaiah. The big gap in the middle on Saturday is because the deacons are here having their away day. So We'll be thinking strategy and planning as you hopefully are praying for us. And then on Sunday at 3.30, we're thinking again about Isaiah. 6.30, there's closing worship where we can reflect on what God has been saying to us across the course of that weekend. The intention is to have a booklet that you can work through at home, or you can come down and work through here, just going through the prophecies of Isaiah, which we'll have a kind of sequential series about them. And then as we have pray together, we will celebrate together on Sunday night. do hope that you will take the time to come, to pop in. Uh, If there's not a scheduled prayer meeting here, the church will be open uh, during the day, Friday night, during the day on Saturday, during the day on Sunday. Feel free to come in, just browse and pray, or to pray at home. We'll be emailing the booklet out. If you wake up in the middle of the night and, and you find yourself awake, use the booklet just to pray. The idea is to blanket the whole weekend in prayer so we start 2023 having waited on God and sought his face for us as a church. For the coming year, and we'll come together next Sunday night and celebrate and discover what God has been saying. Next Sunday morning, 10:30, will be a communion service, and that will be part of our uh, celebration of the church weekend of prayer as well. Can I invite you on the other side just to write down again what are your hopes for 2023? What would you love God to do with you for you? What, what are your dreams, your desires, your wants? Just a moment, God I'm committing this year to you, would you do this for me? Would you work this within me? Would you bring this about within me or within my family or within the world or within the church? Your hopes for 2023. That's the thing to put on your fridge with a fridge magnet or to tuck away and open at the end of the year and see whether God has answered your prayers. Also on the inside there is a prayer. Uh, Can I invite you just to say that together? The prayer is on the sheet. It's also on the screen for those of you watching at home. The prayer written by William Temple. We say together. Grant, O Lord, that as the years change we may find rest in your eternal changelessness. May we greet this new year bravely, sure in the faith that while people come and go, you are always the same, guiding us with your wisdom and protecting us with your love through our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. All my hope on God is found. Amen. In the coming year between now and the summer we're going to be working our way through what we know as Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, focusing on the theme of God's power perfected in our weakness. It's a very personal letter written by Paul, he bears his soul to the Corinthians, he has some hard things to say to them, a bit disconcerting then to find he writes not just to the church but to all the Christians in that region, it's a very public airing of his innermost thoughts and feelings about himself, his relationship with them and about them. Uh, But it's a very honest letter, and it gives us a chance to explore our vulnerabilities, our trust in God, our hopes for God, our relationship with God, and with each other in the coming year. We're just going to read the first couple of verses this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 to 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth together with all the saints throughout Achaia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Every time I I think, ah, church, isn't it rubbish? Which I do occasionally. I think, well, at least God has not placed me in Corinth. Because Corinth was the nightmare church of all time. Yet nevertheless, Paul says, you are the church of God addresses them in that way you despite your faults and failings and the grief and anguish he gave him they are still the church of God and we despite our faults or failings and the anguish we experience and sometimes give each other we, you, are the church of God God acknowledges us as his own he's glad to call us his people he doesn't turn his back on us or disown us He keeps us. He holds us in the palm of his hand. Imagine you are holding something small and precious and heavy in your hand. You have your right hand under it to keep it secure, and you shelter it with the other hand to stop it getting wet or blowing away in the wind or getting damaged or harmed in any way. You keep Something safe by holding it like this. Can we have the PowerPoint, please? God keeps you safe. God keeps us safe by holding us like this. The new year is an unknown quantity to us, we don't know what it will bring. We don't know what circumstances will come our way. We don't know what troubles will be for us. We don't know what we will see of good or bad. No idea at all. But God promises that he will keep you through it all. And at the beginning of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he, he blesses them with grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and this this is a picture of grace and peace because peace is the covering hand keeping you safe psalm 27 verse 5 says he will surely give me shelter in the day of danger he will hide me in his home there is peace to be had in the covering hand of God. And grace, that is the the right hand of God underneath you, upholding you. Grace upholds us, it lifts us up. And in Isaiah 41, verse 10, God says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand and if you want a visual image of Paul's blessing upon the church in Corinth and upon God's blessing to us of grace and peace is this you are held in God's hands to keep you safe his hand above sheltering you giving you peace and the knowledge of his protection and his hand below upholding you, giving the grace you will need to face and to come through whatever comes your way in 2023. Life can be pretty random and quite threatening and dangerous sometimes. But what we do know is that God is faithful and he offers us, he blesses us with his grace and his peace at the start of this new year. So let's respond. By declaring our faith in, in the foundation, the firm foundation of God's goodness to us. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in His excellent word. Let me sit down. Give the next screen, please. <coughs> These figures are blobs. <coughs> blobs of the football match. Blobs represent the best of us and the worst of us. They don't tell us what kind of people we ought to be, what we do or don't need to do. They merely show us a little bit how we, or other people, feel. So take a moment to look at the different emotions, the different activities, the different degrees of involvement, the different expressions that there are, people participating, watching, or not engaging with a football match. You might want to reflect on, well, that's how I feel about Brighton Road, or my job, or my family, my faith, my life, my whole situation. So just take a few moments to look at the different images that are there. You might laugh and smile at some of them. But having spent a few moments pondering, just to say which blob in the picture do I relate to, at this point in time, at the start of 2023, and why? Why do I relate to that particular image, that particular blob? What feelings does that express or convey? I'm going to say let's spend five minutes doing this. You can do it at home because it's on the screen. Uh, Let's take the time just to get in touch with how we feel where we're at, being honest with ourselves and with God. This is my situation at the moment. So God understands how you feel. Maybe you were quite surprised at the empathy you felt with one of those blobs without quite realising that that's why you felt that way. But God knew how you were feeling before you looked at the picture. And if a picture helps you understand how you feel, that's a good thing. If there's been a bit of, I, I wasn't aware that that's where I was, or that's how I feel, that's what I associate with, just bringing stuff to the surface a bit, that's no bad thing. It puts you and God on the same page. Because God searches the depths of your heart and soul. And those are things that we don't have time to stop and consider because we're too busy or we don't want to go there or we want to to paper it over. But at the start of this new year, wherever you are emotionally, whether that's conscious or subconscious, God knows where you are. And that is where he meets you with his grace and peace. Nobody else here knows that. Nobody else needs to. But God does. And he cares with the depth of his perfect knowledge and his perfect love. So be encouraged, be comforted, be strengthened, be awed by what God knows about you and just place yourself with all those emotions that you do and don't know about yourself in his hands at the start of this year. And again there's a prayer on the screen, we say together the words in yellow. When life is hard, it's time to trust God. When life is full of joy and fun. It's time to thank God. When God seems far away, it's time to look for God. When God is close, it's time to sing to God. And in all our lives, it's time to praise God. Amen. We're going to sing together Graham Kendrick's song, For the Joys and for the sorrows. For this, I have Jesus. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. That's how Paul introduces himself at the start of the letter. Those days you kind of put your name as the sender first and then who it was to afterwards rather than letters, where you have to figure out who's written it by the time you get to the end. Quite clear who the letter's from at the beginning. Had this been Paul's lifetime ambition? To be an apostle of Jesus Christ? When I grow up, I want to be an apostle of Jesus. I hadn't even heard of Jesus at that point in time. And anything but, actually. Until he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he was fundamentally opposed to Jesus and everything he stood for. Actually tried to stamp out the church that now he was commissioned to, to build. His calling to be an apostle came as a complete surprise to him and resulted in a 100%, 180 degree turnaround in his life. From being Saul, the persecutor of the church, to Paul, the apostle, there was an inner transformation that took place in him as a result of meeting Jesus. And there were times when he found being an apostle a bit overwhelming, incredibly hard, the source of immense Suffering, we'll see some of that as we work through 2 Corinthians, but also an immense privilege, and that shines through as well. He was an apostle because that was God's will for him. That was God's calling, that was God's commission, that was God's purpose, that was God's aim for him. And at the start of this new year, I just want to say that you can be anyone God wants you to be. And you can do anything God calls you to do. So there is limitless potential within the will of God. And that can be a boost. Actually, wow! I'm not limited by my own shortcomings or my own lack of vision or faith, or by my own horizons. God can move those and expand those, and God has the capacity to surprise you and thrill you and amaze you by being the person he calls you to be and doing what he calls you to do. So how old you are, In terms of the person you could become, in terms of the things you might do, the sky is not the limit. Because God is the one who sets the parameters. And he has placed a huge amount of potential in you for goodness. And he wants to see that potential realised in the coming year. You could be anyone, anyone, anyone for God. And that's what makes living for God so exciting. You are in His hands, like a piece of clay in the hands of a master potter, to shape something beautiful, something worthwhile, something valuable, something useful, something precious out of your life. Your future is in God's hands, and God, well, God always has big ideas. That's why he made the world in the first place. That's why he made you. That's why he put all that potential within you. That's why he wants this year to be a a year of growth, of change, of God doing a new thing in you and through you and for you. Paul was an apostle because that was God's will for him. You can be anyone God wants you to be. You can do anything God calls you to do. It's a matter of giving your life to him as a living sacrifice and letting him work out in you his good, pleasing and perfect will. With that in mind, can I invite you to say a big prayer together? to close this service and start the year and it's the prayer that Jesus himself gave us it's the Lord's prayer let's say this very personally as we commit ourselves into God's hands and seek his will in our lives we say together our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's close by singing, There is a hope that burns within my heart. Let's bless each other with the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.